Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. And so, oh, so here I am, business productivity coach. Now all of a sudden I'm teaching this referral thing and then it clicks, wait a minute, I can scale this. There's enough online programs today that can show me how to do this, that I can figure out how to build my own online course, my own online program, and I can help people anywhere and everywhere. And so eventually that's where my business shifted completely is, and I have more than just that one program that teaches people how to get referrals without asking. So over time I've added other programs that support it, but that's the main focus for me because I, that's what makes me a contrarian to how you generate referrals is I don't think you should ask. And if you're asking, I think you're doing it wrong and I can prove it to you. And it's not just my results. It's, it's my client's results. Okay. So prove it to us. What are the five right. steps? Let me prove it to you. Okay. I feel like I'm like the audience is going like, is she going to ask her? Is she going to tell us? Are we going to get to know? <laughs> yes. You know, I would never, ever let a guest get away with making you that curious guys. <laughs> so here's the thing. I want to, I want to give you the goods because I want you to understand how simple this is. Now there's a few key pieces as I get into it that I'll talk about how, what you do matters and how you say things matters. And that's the nuances behind it. But this is not rocket science. This is like, I'm going to lay it out and you're going to be like, Oh yeah, I could totally do that. Right. Like, I mean, I have people who are like, Hey, Zizi, I just like, I heard you talk about this or I read your book and I went and did it and had success. I'm like, awesome. Like you don't have to buy my program. It's there. Right. But like, this is not hard. You can do this. So let me just start with step number one, but let me say, I am starting, let me give my disclaimer. I am starting with the idea here that you are already worthy of referrals. Okay, so it, you have to actually have what I call a sticky client experience. You have to be able to have people want to refer you. You've got to do great work. Like people have to want to refer you. So this is like step zero. This is like before we can step up to the starting line and hit step one, we have to have a business that's worth referring. My belief is that all businesses who are worthy of referrals deserve them. Absolutely. We all deserve referrals. If we do great work and we have a great client experience and we are worthy of being referred, but just because we deserve them does not mean we are owed them. And so what my five steps do is teach you how to earn them, right? How, because you're not owed them, you got to go get them, right? We got to earn them, but we're going to do it in a way that's going to feel really good with who we are every day, showing up, not being like that guy or that girl, right? You're like, oh, avoid them because all they do is ask for referrals. Like ultimately we want to, we want to ignore that. We never actually, people who come to my program, they're like, okay, so when can I ask? And I'm like, absolutely never. never. Mm -hmm. like, I, I like you already. Like, this is what I tell people. Like, so, so how should I ask? I'm like, you shouldn't. They're like, but what should I do? I'm like, I'm going to show you. Cause I, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say and see how it meshes with mine. But that whole piece. And like, when they do ask, it just, it hurts me so bad. Oh, like yes. I've had people send out emails to their entire, like, cause people do crazy things when they're desperate. You know, this, mm -hmm. I have had people send out mass emails to their list in desperation of, hey guys, I've got some slots in my schedule, which means I have no work now. Um, yeah. and oh, don't they know we can read through it? Don't they yeah. know we can yeah, see yeah. through it? Yeah, yeah, they really think that nobody can. I've got, I've got a couple open slots, so if you know of anyone who could use my help, let them know. And it's like, oh, you just Stop. undid years, years of work and marketing and branding and goodwill, and you just came out so pathetic. <laughs> 
Yeah. And don't do it. So here's what I always tell people. There's this article that I found. Um, I don't remember now when I found it, but it's my favorite headline of all times. And it was, the headline of the article was 25 ways to ask for referrals without looking desperate. If you need 25 ways to ask for referrals without looking desperate, how exactly do you think you look? <laughs> desperate. You look desperate. This is not like, I'm like, oh my gosh. So yeah, so I can get on a soapbox. Let me come down off of that and let me just give you the steps because I'm sure oh, that's I like that. It's really funny. <laughs> but I think it's important because there has been decades and decades of advice out there from books, sales trainers, right? There are courses you can go through. There are, I mean, there's like articles you can read. There are training you can go through. There's books you can read that are going to teach you exactly what to do to get referrals by asking for them. And it's all that's been available. 99.9% .9 of everything that's been available, not for the last five years, not for the last 10 years, but for decades has been how to ask for a referral. So I say this because a lot of people are like, yeah, I get it subconsciously, right? Like, or consciously, like I kind of get it, but subconsciously they're still in that place. They're like, yeah, but so I do all your stuff. And then I ask, like, it's a legit, <laughs> and I get it. Like, I'm like, it's did like you people go through my marketing program? They're like, but I see, I still don't know marketing. I'm like, you, you didn't hear a word I said for like, eight right. Weeks, because like not even one. It's not so one. true. And this is, and this is what I tell people all the time. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, like, a lot of people are like, you spend a lot of time on talking about like these myths behind referrals. Like you have to ask, you have to pay, you have to be gimmicky and promotional and slimy, right? And like, you spend a lot of time talking about it. I'm like, because you believe them. Like, even though you tell me you want referrals without asking, your behavior proves to me and your inaction tells me that you still believe those old, old truths. Just because it was advice that's been around for 20, 30 years, doesn't mean it's the only advice you have to follow. Now, granted, it's only been, I mean, it's been around for 20, 30 years. I know what I'm competing against. I know the mindset that I'm competing, competing against. You have to be willing to shift your thinking. So whereas I'm going to lay out five really simple steps for you, I'm going to totally do it. At the end of the day, what you have to understand is that it can be easy, but it is still work that you're going to have to do. And you're going to have to set aside what I call old school referral triggers, which are these old school tactics where you've been taught for years, which is just ask for them, just pay for them, or make it overly promotional or gimmicky if you want them. I am none of that. You're never going to hear me say, oh yeah, you should totally ask for a referral. You're never going to hear me say, yeah, you should totally compensate for a referral. And you're never going to hear me say, yes, please put in your signature of your email. The greatest compliment you can give me is a referral. <laughs> never going to hear me say that. Like, because those things don't work. Right? So it has to, I just think it's really important for people to understand, like, you say you want referrals without asking, but you have to recognize what you've heard consciously, subconsciously, in trainings, by other people doing it to you for years. So you got to be willing to recognize that you can get what I'm saying, but putting it into practice is going to force you to step out of your comfort zone. The reality is though, you've never been in your comfort zone asking or paying or being overly promotional, which means you've never, because you don't want to pay or ask, you've done nothing. So the other mindset I have to fight is, is that, oh, well, referrals just happen. If I don't want to ask or pay or be gimmicky, they just happen and they're sporadic and you can't control them. Absolutely not. They are not sporadic. You can control them. No, you cannot snap your fingers and have someone give you a referral. That's not how it works. 
but there is a process you can put in place. So a lot of people, because they don't like the advice, asking, paying, or being promotional or gimmicky, they have chosen inaction when it comes to referrals and they've left it up to chance. So those are the two uh, forces I'm constantly pushing against. So I'm going to lay out my five steps. And from that perspective, I just need you to think, yes, this is easy, but then start thinking about how you put it into practice. Because when you start putting it into practice, all those beliefs you have will bubble up to the surface and you got to deal with those if you're going to move forward and have success with my process. So step number one is that you have to first identify who's been referring you. So if you've been in business any length of time, and you have clients, you need to look back at where your clients have come from and you need to identify who's been referring you. Now, if you're a newbie, you're gonna have a big fat zero on your list and that's okay, right? I do teach a process of how we turn clients and contacts in our network into referral sources. It doesn't fit within the five steps. The five steps is specifically for, hey, you have at least some people who have been referring you, right? And you can at least identify people that you know should be referring you. But the idea here is, is that we need to know who's been referring us. So if you've been in business two, 10, 22 years, I don't care, right? Look back over your clients. You don't have to go too far back. I know this feels like work because guess what? It is. Um, but you've got to go back and look at your clients and figure out what was their source. Did they come through a Google ad? Did you meet them at a networking event? Did they answer a direct mail flyer that you mailed to them? Did they take your cold call? I can't imagine they did, but maybe they did, right? Or were they referred to you? So you look at your sources. And we're looking for the ones that were referred to you. And we're looking for the names of your referral sources. And I tell people this is like, there is no wiggle room on this. It is a first and a last name to be a referral source. Unless your referral source is Madonna, I need a first and a last name, <laughs> right? It can't be, oh, that person I knew way back when. Well, then they're not really a referral source if you can't tell me who they are. Because the whole steps, step two through five, <laughs> builds on you knowing who these people are. So it's really, it's really interesting when I tell people, I'm like, this is the first step on purpose, because I'm about to tell you what you're going to do to generate referrals from them. But what does the what matter if you don't know who the who is? So we have to know who we're doing this for. So first step, know who your referral sources are, right? In my book, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, this is chapter eight, like it's, I got you covered, right? Just Go read the book if you're like, how do I look back who my clients are? It'll walk you through, right? Most of you are going to pull out a CRM maybe, and if you don't have a CRM, you're going to pull out a piece of paper, and you're going to write down your client names, and you're going to try to do memory lane, right? Walk down memory lane and remember who they, where they came from. Step two is, and most people say this doesn't fit in your five steps, but it does because it sets a very critical foundation for receiving more referrals. So step two is you better have a process to immediately thank somebody when they send you a referral. And there is only one correct way to do this. And I like, this is one of those things that I'm like, it is what it is and there is no way around it. And I'm sorry, but the only way to correctly thank someone for sending you a referral so that they want to send you more is to write a handwritten thank you note thanking them for that referral and a lot of people are like well can i have my assistant write it or can i just send an email or a text or maybe i just quit quick a, shoot a quick video i'm like look video is better than any of those others but a handwritten thank you note is the holy grail of telling me that i'm valuable to you because it shows me that i was you were willing to take time for me to write me a handwritten thank you note like it takes time for you to pull out a pen and a piece of paper and sketch it out. It takes no time to be like, hello, hi, I'm so glad you gave me a referral. Thank you. Goodbye. Like that doesn't take any time. So if you want to generate more referrals, you got to start making sure the person understands that you appreciate what they've already done. 
So step two is an immediate process to thank for your referral sources, which is always a handwritten thank you note. Okay, we know who our referral sources are. We are promised, yes, you promised me that you'll always write a handwritten thank you note every time you get a referral, step two. Step three is, is great. Sometimes you only get a referral once a year from somebody, but that one referral could be, I mean, I had one client who went through my program. They're like, I just closed a referred prospect that's worth $7 million. I'm like, yeah, just need like one of those a year, right? You're good. You're <laughs> no big deal. So we don't know what the referral's worth. That's not, that's irrelevant, right? I never, we never reward and like, take care of our referral sources because of who closed and how much it was worth. It was the act of giving us referrals. But what I tell people is, is that, okay, you know who your referral sources are. You know how to write a thank you note when they actually send you a referral. But what do you do in between receiving referrals from them? So you're constantly staying what I call top of mind and memorable and meaningful. And what we're looking for is your ability to do outreach to your referral sources. And we're not talking about every month and we're not talking about three times a month and you're not mailing a card every month to people. But what can you do but four to eight times a year that allow you to be memorable and meaningful, that allow you to stay top of mind with delivering one very important message, which is thank you. I am appreciative of what you do. I am grateful for the fact that you send me referrals because when you take care of me and thank me for something that I did, it makes me want to do more. It actually, that's how God made us, right? It just kind of builds into that psyche of who we are. Like, wow, the... Esty really appreciates the fact that I send her referrals. Now I'm in your subconsciousness, right? And you're think I'm thinking, you're in my subconscious and I'm thinking about you in that way. Now, here's the thing. This is not mail a bunch of gifts and people will send you referrals. <laughs> okay, gifts is like one thing you can do. Most of us can't afford a whole bunch of fancy gifts throughout the year anyway. And because I ultimately want you having dozens of referral sources, depending on how many uh, new clients you need a year or how many referrals you want to receive a year, I also need you to figure out how to be top of mind and memorable and meaningful, but do it in a way that actually allows you to do some things in mass, right? So not that you're going to try to like create the perfect gift for every person and you shouldn't be doing gifts throughout the year. Like it's four to eight touch points. There's other things you need to be doing to connect with your referral sources. And that's where we get into really the nitty gritty of understanding like what is it that your referral sources need? Well, they want to be thanked and acknowledged. So we're going to start there, but what is it that they need or that you can provide? The second thing we need to pay attention to is, is well, what is unique to you or authentic to you? Because being authentic and genuine in this process is the only way that it ultimately ends up working. And then we need to know, okay, and what's the right mix number of times? I say somewhere between four and eight, right? But it looks different for every business. It looks different for every business owner. And those are where some of the nuances come in as to how we create this 12 month, this one year plan for our referral sources of what we're gonna do for them to take care of them. Here's the thing, I define step number three as the meat and potatoes, right? It is the meat and potatoes. We have set the table, Right? It's really funny. I'm going to use a cooking analogy here because I don't cook. But remember, <laughs> I, I married a restaurateur, so I don't have to cook. It's perfect. So I, we, when we know who our referral sources are, step number one, that's setting the table. Right? When we know how to write a handwritten thank you note every time someone actually refers us, that's our appetizer. The meat and potatoes, the meal of like the big, the big thing that we're going to do is step three, which is we're gonna make sure that we have a way to be memorable and meaningful, top of mind, and to make sure that our referral sources feel taken care of, and we're gonna do it you know, and a, a good amount of times throughout the year. That's the meat and potatoes. Step four is the secret sauce that's gonna actually make the meat and potatoes taste good. 
which means in our case, it's gonna actually produce the desired results we're after, which is step four is learning how to plant referral seeds. So subconsciously, as you're taking care of your referral sources, and you better be real, it better be genuine, because everybody has a BS meter, right? Like, you better mean it. I'm also gonna teach you how to sprinkle in referral seeds so you're using the right language that gets them thinking of you in a referral way. And it's not difficult and it's not hard, but there is a little bit of a science behind it in terms of making sure that when you are taking care of them, you're just weaving in the referral language and planting that referral seed so they start thinking of you in that way. What's now, an most, example of that? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So I always tell folks, okay, let me just go ahead and give you the, the exact script I would give you if you were like, how do I write a handwritten thank you note? Some people are like, I can just say thank you, right? And like, I wrote my thank you note. There's actually a way in that handwritten thank you note you're going to send when somebody sends you a referral. There's a way to plant two referral seeds in that thank you note. The easiest is just to say, thank you for referring me to, and then use the person's name that they referred to you, right? That reminds them instantly and in a minute exactly what I did, right? And then it's letting them know, hey, it's an honor to help the people you know and care about, right? So that's ability to be like, hey, other people, right? It's an honor to help the people you know and care about, right? And then, of course, I always tell folks, right? Like that's a great thank you note, but let's make it a little bit better and offer to help them, right? You don't always have to offer to help in all your language, but in a thank you note, you should. Please let me know if I, there's anything I can ever do to support you. Thank you for your support, right? So it's simple. It's three lines. It's not complicated, but they are now looking at this card. They're being reminded that we referred someone, right? And there, we have kind of like subliminally put in there about helping others, right? But when we do this and we have a 12 month plan, and we're doing different things. There's some specific things I tell folks when you've got this plan, there's four specific things I teach my students that I want them to do. And then of course, I want them to know how to use the language when they're not just doing those outreaches and those touch points. But the language we use is what makes this work. We're not just saying, you know, thank you. And here's a gift. And oh, look at that. I'm giving everybody pies for Thanksgiving. Like, that's not what we're doing just to do it, right? We're doing it because we care about them. And at the same time, we want to we want to kind of help build the habit of the behavior we'd like for them to continue. And so that allows us to step one, know our referral sources. Step two, make sure we know how to thank them so that we can we're worthy of more. Step three, how we take care of them, be memorable and meaningful, top of mind. And step four, it's the language we use when we're executing on that step three plan. So that is the crux of the system. And that's the crux okay. of what One second, I, I have a question that I think people are asking because gifts like pies for thanksgiving right that's pretty standard or swag or like all these kinds of things Not, never swag never swag never um swag. customized gifts with their name on it people talk about other than like physical gifts that might come with a card that has like certain embedded language what i i feel like you know people are sitting there going like what else is there like there's yeah. gifts and there's gifts <laughs> and there's cards and there's gifts like <laughs> it's all about the gift baby no yeah so that's funny because people ask that all the time and I'm like, you know, there are other ways, right? When we think about the ways that we're going to actually build relationships with people, if they're local, of course, I, I, I teach in my program how to do things when people, when your referral sources are local or not local because none of mine are local anymore. Since I went with an online program, right? None of mine are, well, I still have local ones, but most of them are all around the world. So the idea here is, is that you've got to think about even if your referral sources aren't local and what that ultimately looks like. But if they are local, right? taking them to coffee, right? Having lunch with them and having a conversation that's all about them and not a darn thing about you. Make someone feel taken care of, right? So there's, there's, and that's what people get stuck. Like I always tell folks, 
in the program, in the growth referrals program, I work really hard not to overwhelm you, but like give you a ton of ideas because I tell folks after doing this for so many years and seeing so many referral generating plans built for what step three ultimately becomes is this plan you're going to execute on. I'm like a treasure trove of ideas. And so there's lots of things that we can do, but here's the thing, what you do isn't about what you want to do. It's about ultimately what your referral sources need. What do they want? And so you can't answer that question until you've identified who your referral sources are, right? When you've identified who your referral sources are, you'll start to see patterns. You'll start to notice what they have in common. You'll start to notice the things that you maybe have done in the past that they really responded positively to. Taking some time and identifying who those referral sources are really help you understand exactly what it looks like to be able to take care of those people. So, you know, it's funny, I was, I was being interviewed one time and the person was like, okay, give me an exact example. I was like, okay, I'll use the same example here. Right. And so I told him, I was like, you know what I, as a productivity and business coach, before I shifted my model, um, one thing I noticed about my referral sources, my top referral sources, they were business owners that were also parents. That was actually my niche. So it's not surprising. My referral sources matched my clients. That is not always the case, but in some cases it is. And so when I looked at who my top referral sources were, they were mothers and fathers who were also running businesses. And so for my referral sources, what I decided to do is I decided to recognize Mother's Day and Father's Day. Who expects to hear from a business and productivity coach on Mother's Day or Father's Day? So for Mother's Day one year, I sent Wonder Woman water bottles and it was very clear, like my logo, my number, my website, nowhere on any of these things, right? And I told, when I was being interviewed, I said, look, I'm gonna use a gift as an example because I know immediately all of you guys can visualize it, right? It's a lot easier to visualize what this looks like. So the Wonder Woman water bottle showed up. I mean, do you think they ever forgot who gave that to them once they received it? No, yeah, right? Like not. two years later, they still remember I'm the one who gave them that water bottle. I mean, at this point, maybe their daughter has taken it, right? Or the son or something. So the idea there was, is that he was like, that's awesome. That's such a great thing to do. If you were, it, he goes, if your referral sources are parents to recognize Mother's Day and Father's Day. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, but what if they're not? I'm like, <laughs> exactly. What if they're not? What if all your referral sources, right, are located in, in a different country with different customs and a culture? What if all your referral sources are bookkeepers from the Midwest? What if all your referral sources, right, are suit and tie folks, attorneys, right, from New York City? I don't know. I don't know who your referral sources are, but I do know when you figure out who they are and who you want them to be, then you are going to be in such a different place to build out what you want your touch points to look like, what you want that outreach to look like. And then it's just semantics to figure out using the right language and weaving that into it. So you're building up this habit of generating more referrals from them. Ultimately, like what this comes, ultimately, what this comes down to is taking care of the people who take care of you. And they take care of you by dropping business, clients, prospects into your lap. The least we could do is take care of them. And what I don't mean is send them a card every month. Like you got to do more than that. No, not a card. It's taking care of, you know what? I'm, I'm reminded and, I, and this is so interesting the way you're saying it. And I like how you codify it. Um, one time going back years, I got like a new housekeeper. And she said, Esty, I really need more work. I was her first person and she sent me by a friend. I said, listen, I will get you enough work that you'll be busy full time. All right. I have had a very strong network. I put out, I got a great housekeeper. Anyone who needs help around the house, you better take this lady. You better believe you'll be busy full time, but don't you ever get too busy for me. 
remember <laughs> that I'm the one who made you busy. And I did. And I had her undying loyalty until the day she left the country. She worked with me for years. Um, and, and I think one of the things, and this is something kind of I do with my clients, a lot of my best referral sources are my clients. And yes. one of the things that I do for them is I'm never too busy for them. Because no one should ever feel, and I, I think that this is something other people sometimes forget, right? Because they get referrals and they get it from clients and then those clients try to reach out to them and they're too busy because right. they got all these new clients from those clients. And I say to my people, like one guy said to me, he's like, Bestie, you're too busy for us now. And I wrote him back. This is just a private message. I sent back to him. I said, you are part of the reason I'm this busy. Therefore, I will never be too busy for you. Right. People, your clients will perceive that you're busier sometimes than you are. Like they'll think that to themselves. And I want to go back to what you said about the housekeeper, right? That was helping you at your home. The reality is she asked you, right? Basically for referrals. Like she asked you to help her grow her business. And that's, that's what this always comes down to people like, but wait, 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 she asked and it worked. And I always tell folks, there is this moment when you're starting a business and it is fleeting. So people take advantage of it while you can, because when you're three years in ain't nobody interested in helping you anymore. Right. Correct. But that's your day one. You can ask, right. It's like very early on. And here's the thing. You can't really ask, ask, right. What you can do is, is you can ask them to make connections for you, right. And to do, to introduce you to people or to kind of help spread the word, right. You don't have to say, Hey, introduce me to five people that you know, who are willing to like, you're going to put your reputation on the line and then they're going to spend money with me. And it's right. You don't have to do that. But when you're new starting out and you go to people and you ask for help, like I need help. Like the people who care about you, which is a very small circle. It is not everybody in your email list, which is why you don't blast it out there like crazy, <laughs> right? You can ask for help. I am very, very clear with people that I will never, even if you're a newbie, I will never tell you to ask for referrals, but you can ask for someone to share something for you. You can ask for someone to give you a testimonial so you have it to use in your marketing. You can ask somebody to maybe make an introduction to someone else because you need help growing your network. Not that that person is ever going to spend a dime with you. I have a whole podcast episode where I break down the five times you can ask, but it's still never asking for a referral. And ultimately what your housekeeper did was she asked for help. She didn't say, give me the names of four people no, who need to hire me. She just said, can you help me get work? Can you, can you help me? And you knew yeah. in your world, what that translated into is, yeah, I can put it out there on social media and that will drum up some business for her, right? It's the same thing. Can you share this? right? Can you give me a testimonial, right? Like those are the things that are not referrals. What a referral clearly is, right? We didn't really actually start by defining this, but what a referral clearly is, is me connecting you to somebody else who has a need and needs to solve it, right? And they're going to spend money with you to solve it. That is what a referral is. There's always a personal connection and there's always a need identified and someone's going to hire me or hire you at the end of it. And that is what is so different from just saying, can you help me? Can you share this? I love that. We didn't get to number five. We didn't even get to your current business struggle. So I'm just going to have to lean on the fact that you gave us some old ones. What's number five? Your content's just too interesting, guys. You agree? You're like, bring <laughs> Stacy back. We have to hear her struggles. Um, what, what's number five? Yeah. Okay. So here's my, here's my favorite part. You've got all four of the pieces here, right? But you are a very busy business owner. So whereas what I want you to deliver to your referral sources is an experience. I call it the referral experience. They will never articulate it this way, but it's what you're delivering is this experience of feeling taken care of. They need an experience, but you, my friend, as that busy business owner, 
you need a process. So step five is taking that and figuring out what's going to work best to process. We call it inside the program processitize. I don't know if that's a word. I just like saying it. I like but, making up words too. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So we <laughs> processitize it. We put it, make it part of your workflow. I show you what can you delegate? What can you automate? Right. What can we make this? So this will actually happen. What are the ways you can make it a part of your process? So it doesn't become this great idea you had that you never went back to and did anything with because then you'll never get the ROI that you want. So when I tell people, look, it's these five steps and you gotta make it a process at the end because I want you to be like Lisa and Lisa owns um, an on hold marketing company. Like, you know, when you call into a company and they like do marketing messages to you, like yes. that's what her company sells, right? She averaged 40 referrals a year. That's a really healthy number. Like that's, awesome. like, that's not bad, right? But she was like, I, I have the capacity for more. We should be getting more based on the number of clients that they had. And I said, well, so we always set a goal. It's based on a formula, but we always set a goal when someone starts in the program about how many do you want? What we based on her formula was we should get you to 80. Like you're at 40 now. It's not always, it's not always going to grow by double. Right. But like, but where her formula put her was at 80. And I was like, okay, we should get you 80 referrals in her first 10 months following the program. She was at 187. Nice. with a 70% close, 70% uh, close ratio. Like she was crushing it, but it's also the same thing, right? To have the attorney, Catherine, who's like, Hey, I get two referrals a year, right? This is like David is a financial advisor in the program. He's like, I get two referrals a year. Catherine went to getting 20 in her first year and 40 in her second year. David's still in his first year. He's about eight, maybe seven to eight months in. And he's like, I'm already at 12. And they had never gotten more than two or three in any given year in the past, right? It's not rocket science, but there is some work involved and understanding some of the nuances is important to making it work, but this stuff is not complicated or hard. I love that. No, I like this. I like this a lot. And it, it goes with a whole piece of my teaching and it flushes it out. So I'm going to, we're, we're going to have a chat after this. This is really fun. Guys, that you're, you're going to see awesome. more of Stacy in my world, I think. <laughs> and I like this a lot. I like how you break it down. Um, you know, one of the things I do is always just kind of be on the lookout for what I can do. So like, you know, a, a really just a longstanding, amazing client and, and referral source in my world had a, had a baby recently and it wasn't the first, it was like the fourth. And so when I sent a baby gift, I know you're like, like you have five. Yes, she's crazy right. like me. She's crazy um, like you. Yep. Crazy just like me. And uh, so when I sent her a baby gift, I didn't just send a gift for the baby because I know her and I know her world. I sent a gift for the baby and then three of a whole bunch of other things for the other kids. Yes. You know, and I feel like, and then the question is going to be, how do you processize something like that? You know, because the personalness of a gift like that to me is part of what makes it beautiful. Like I will go and I will find like one of my referral sources is really super creative um, person, let's just say. And so I was like hunting like all these like little boutique shops until I found this very cool like ceramic glaze plate and it was perfect and she like keeps it on her table all the time because yep. it's just the right gift you know and and I wish we had more time because I'd love to hash out with you how you keep that level of personalization which for me has always been so key in the way right. I like to take care of my people and I just do it naturally because I really just genuine gratitude I built my whole business on speaking and referrals that's, that's how I built it all the years and and I'm really just really grateful <laughs> for yeah. it so that's always for me it's always been just a very personal expression of gratitude yes. um but I love the idea of codifying that and to figure out how you can codify it and processitize it, love the new word, um, <laughs> while still keeping that genuine emotional connection with your people. Uh, but we're going to have to do it as to be continued.
Yeah, and it's possible. Absolutely. We'll just get me back and we will keep going. I like that. I, I want I want it to be continued. I think we're going to do something even better. Guys, stay tuned. I think we're just going to be even better than bringing <laughs> Stacey back on the podcast. All right. Oh, we are so out of time. I want to know the struggle. Oh, okay. This has been absolutely amazing. Um, Stacey, where can people find you, find out more about you, find out more about how to get these referrals unsolicited? Um, yes. So this is what I always tell folks. Home base is the easiest place to find me. It's my website, stacybrownrandall.com. And Stacy has an E. Um, so that's a home base is the easiest place to find me. Of course, I have a podcast. You can go listen to your roadmap to grow your business. I got a book, right? Generating business referrals without asking. But here's the number one thing I would say to do. If you've really loved what we've talked about today and you kind of want to know where you stand right now in your ability to generate referrals is I want you to go take the referral ninja quiz. It's a free nine question quiz on my website. Just go to stacybrownrandall.com forward slash quiz. Or if you just go to Stacy Brown Randall, you'll see it's right there on the homepage. Look for the ninja icon. That's where you can always find it. And it's going to tell you that you're one of three levels of a referral ninja, which means you're going to get one of three colored belts that go along with your level. And what I teach people is no matter where you're starting from, I want you to be a referral ninja master. That's the red belt. 2% of people who take this quiz land at that level, right? So you're in really good company, like 98% of everybody else is going to land at a lower level than the master level. But just taking that quiz quickly tells you this is where I am. And then you can decide. Do you want to know more? Do you want to know what it looks like to generate referrals without asking? But that quiz is just the best place to start. And it's nine simple questions. Don't overthink it, but you've got to be brutally honest. I love that. Okay. Um, is there a link? We'll put it in the show notes. Should you just go to your website and they'll see it there? Yep. Or just go to stacybrownrandall.com forward slash quiz. Oh, that, that's pretty intuitive. So yeah. guys, that's Stacy with an E inside it. Um, and we'll put that link in the show notes and on the site and at sdrand.com slash 85. So if you're listening to this on the road, it's easy to remember. Go to sdrand.com slash 85 and you'll get all the show notes and everything or just, you know, pull over, click on the link in front of you on your phone. Um, so Stacey, I like to kind of surprise my guests at the end. Don't oh boy. warn them. Um, and see if you have a quote you'd like to share with us. Because I love quotes. I think it's just a great way to kind of wrap up all of your wisdom if you've got one. Doesn't have to be a favorite one of all time, but it can be. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So it's not so much a quote, but it is a question that I think you should be asking yourself daily. And I do this um, particularly with my daughter. So I have two boys and a daughter. I do this a lot with my daughter, but it's actually a good reminder for myself is asking the question. It's not that I don't do it with my boys, but I'm trying to instill something in my daughter. Um, but asking yourself the question every day, was I brave today? Did you do something that allowed you to be brave? Were you brave today? And I think answering that question with a yes more often than a no really helps you grow and develop. So it's a question for all business owners and all people as well. I like that. That's an awesome note to end on. So guys, you know my drill. I'm going to tell it to you again. This episode was insanely bad. I have copious notes, okay? <laughs> like this was... <laughs> unbelievably valuable. And all of you listening, you know someone who needs to hear this. Hit the little share button on your phone. Send it to a friend of yours. Send it to another business owner. Just send them the link, sdrand.com slash 85, E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D.com slash 85, so that they can learn how to do this because it really is so simple. I love how, how much you've simplified it. I love that you've been able to prove it in other people's businesses. And guys, all of you listening, try this. I'm going to totally see how I can integrate this and, and share it because someone else should hear it because they shouldn't be getting two or a year when they could be getting dozens. And 
We'll catch you next week. Stacey, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?